you know, through his life and, and how, how he was, and if we, and in believing him, we live our life that same way, our deeds are going to follow likewise. Is that kind of paraphrasing? Um, I would say that, that that's not exactly, yes, Jesus is our example, and he is much more, he's not only an example, he is the only son of the Father, he is the Savior of the world, through him alone is there this saving relationship with God. So yes, Jesus is our example, and he is also God, Savior, Lord. Okay. Uh, yes. Yes, certainly. He prayed with the Jews. Is there salvation outside of Christianity? Now, uh, so let's let's get that clarified. Um, the Pope went to we went to Jerusalem. Yes. Okay, so when the Pope went to uh, uh, Jerusalem and prayed with the Jews and, and, and the Muslims, uh, is there salvation for those other religions? Yes, okay. Um, Megan. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> yes. How do you start with Bruce? We'll go back and back and order. Bruce what? Bruce but see, you were first and then he was first, and now Megan should be first. But you went... But my understanding, I like and I can Megan only go, John, based upon what I read in the Bible, and John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We are all God's children. God created all of us. My only understanding that I, not knowing as much about other faiths and other religions, but learning more, being um, involved in different communities where there's a lot of universalism, there's a lot of, I always call it touchy-feely weird stuff. <laughs> it always makes me um, stronger in my faith. And I believe in the Word of God. I believe in Bible inerrancy. I believe that the Bible is God's love letter to us. And all throughout Scripture, we understand that Jesus is the way to salvation. Jesus is the way to redemption. That is, and it makes, it breaks my heart for people who maybe don't have that, you know, they, like the, the um, Muslims, they believe in Allah. They recognize Jesus Christ, but they don't recognize Jesus Christ as being the Son of God. And my understanding of Scripture is that Jesus is, nobody comes to the Father but by me. Bruce? Yeah, uh, I would, um, I would want to caution us of, of saying that because the Pope, who is the head of the Roman Catholic Church, entered into a time of prayer with Jews and with Muslims, I would, I think it's a jump to go from there to there are multiple paths to salvation, that the Pope was in some way affirming that. Um, with, with Megan, I, I would say that as a, a follower of Jesus, I believe our Lord, when he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, 
no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, that does not mean that we would not um, deal with other faith traditions with, with respect, that we would not want to engage in relationship. We, as, a, as a congregation for the last, I don't know how many years we have gathered on Thanksgiving Eve with, um, with Temple Sinai to worship together. I, I think that Scripture, the, the one thing that I would add is that Scripture teaches, I, I think Paul talks about it in Romans, that um, there is the new covenant in Christ Jesus, and God is, God's covenant with the Jewish people is an everlasting covenant. I have to say, I don't know how God's going to work that out. Mm. Don't know how that's going to work, but, but I affirm both of those truths because they are both grounded in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. So I, I, I hold on to this belief firmly and, and yet with respect for other faith traditions. Right, Jeff. This goes to one of the issues that's happening a lot in the emergent church movement. Because the real first question, the real question being asked is not whether other faiths lead to God. The real question is, is there absolute truth? That's really the question. Because what happens is when people begin to say, well, the word of God is not inspired, it's just beautiful, like Brian McLaren said. Uh, that got a lot of people going, yeah, that's the way it should be. Well, if the word of God is not inspired, then you can begin to open up the interpretation of saying, well, if the word of God is just beautiful, then this is beautiful, and then this is beautiful, and then this is beautiful. And then at that point, there is no absolute teaching. So that means the word of God has errors in it, because the word of God does say, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So if the word of God is not inspired, then that is an error in the Bible, and we can throw it out. If the word of God is inspired, then that is truth, and we, has, we must cling to it. So from my perspective, there are two answers to it. First of all, as an evangelical pastor, I believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. That's my belief. That's why I preach the gospel. The second thing is there is a need to make sure that while we hold fast to our truths and our beliefs and we never soft-pedal the gospel of Jesus Christ because it, the scripture says this, I am not ashamed of the gospel, it is the power of God to salvation. The scripture says that. At the same time, we must show love in patience to other people in the way that Christ showed example, but Christ never soft-pedaled the gospel. Christ, when he preached the gospel, was pretty stern. As a matter of fact, people hated him for it. So we have to have a balance of respect, but also a balance that says we don't compromise what the Scripture teaches, if we believe the Scripture is inspired. If we don't, then we really have no distinctive. But I believe the Scripture is inspired. I believe the Scripture is a great gift from God of absolute truth. Great. Um, next question. Why, you didn't like my answer? You no. Like <laughs> no. no. You may. Uh, that's something that I've always wondered. Um, is when you said you didn't know how God was going to work that out, I took that to mean that, in my head, um, the Jews are God's chosen people, and so do they have to be <clears throat> saved through Jesus Christ, or is there something else that gets them to heaven? I think the answer we 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a valid question, and uh, it might be it's just a, uh, an extension of what we just talked about. But, yeah, uh, uh, all three of you can comment on that. It went to Bruce first, so. Me. Thanks, Les. Yeah. <laughs> she picked you out. Yeah. Uh. Um, I, I guess in, in uh, addressing that question, I think what I focus on is in um, the Apostle Paul in Romans addresses this specific kind of an issue, and a, and a number of times in the Old Testament, um, God says through the prophets, my covenant is an everlasting covenant. And so, and, and Jesus, you know, the words that we've quoted now two or three times, Jesus said what he said about being the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, the, the, the thing that I, this is Bruce wondering, but the um, thing that I wonder about is, for us, I think we, that death is kind of a, a, a finish line for us. I don't know so much that death is a finish line for God. And so... Um, what do you mean by that? Um, uh, what I, I think... What I mean by that is, to go back to the <coughs> C.S. Lewis kind of a example, is the people in the shadowy place in the Great Divorce, they're dead. Okay. They're in hell... Lewis also says, you know, the Catholics call this place purgatory, the place sort of closer to the bus stop. As you